It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L O Thunderpod. Email the show, Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Be sure to use that voicemail line. Leave a voicemail with your questions, comments, takes, anything. We'll react to it on the show. On today's show that is brought to you by rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. We are going to be talking about my big board. We're going to continue on throughout uh, this episode. We might even complete the big board as we're on number 15 right now, which we'll get to later on. We're also going to dive into what Delino Gallinari had to say uh, this offseason about his free agency and about his upcoming offseason. And it really is a big story to follow for Oklahoma City because we know we kind of know the writings on the wall for Oklahoma City, right? And let's just start there. Gallinari says that entering this offseason, his top priority at his age right now is to win a championship. His top priority is to win a championship. And that is conflicting with reports earlier this season about maybe he would go into this offseason looking for that one last contract, that one last big payday. And if you remember... Sam Presti had a trade lined up and done, signed, sealed, delivered to the Miami Heat for Gallinari at the trade deadline, but the Heat would not match the length of contract and the, and the contract terms that Gallinari wanted. So that kind of seemed as though the contract would be the most important part for Gallinari this offseason. And now it's looking like a championship is the most important part. And I'll tell you why that's amazing for Oklahoma City. Not because Oklahoma City is this championship contender. Let's face it. The writing is on the wall. They're going to tank. They're going to rebuild. And they need to rebuild. You should support them rebuilding. So the Thunder are not going to win a championship. So that would again tell you a departure is coming between Gallinari and the Thunder. But why is this still a great thing for Oklahoma City? If Gallo goes into this offseason only wanting to compete and only wanting to find a way to win a championship, if that's his only goal, and, and it's unclear if it is or isn't. It's easy to say that in public, um, but once you get in the, in the negotiating room, we'll see what, what he really wants to do. And no matter what he wants to do, it's completely fine. It's on his decision. But if he's only trying to win a championship, that is a fantastic thing for Oklahoma City because it forces his hand to do a sign-and-trade. He would have to do a sign-and-trade to win a championship because I want you to look around right now at the teams who have money. The top six teams in cap space, number one, Atlanta Hawks, they're not winning a title. Number two, the Knicks, they're not winning a title. Number three, the Pistons, they're not winning a title. 
Number four, Miami. We'll get back to that. Number five, Charlotte. They're not winning a title. Number six, Phoenix. They're not winning a title. Now, number four, Miami. It's interesting, right? But Miami has made no bones about it, and they haven't really been secret about it. I think that they're playing the worst game of poker ever. They're going all in for 2021. They want to keep that cap space available for 2021. They don't want to go out there and sign a big free agent this year. And look, they were comfortable, the Heat were, giving up assets for Kalinari already. The only thing that stopped that was the Heat not wanting to give him the contract. So do we think now all of a sudden that Gallo no longer wants that contract? So I think that the Heat are out. I think that the Heat can't meet his demands. But the Heat are the only contender with cap space that can sign him outright. So therefore, the Thunder would need to do a sign-and-trade. And the Thunder are in a great position to do a sign-and-trade, by the way, because they're going to lose each of their top five highest-paid players within the next two years. This year, coming off the books, and then the following year, coming off the books. They're, they're losing them, right? You're going to trade Chris Paul. You're going to lose Gallinari this year. You're going to lose Dennis and, and, and Steven next year if you don't trade them beforehand. So they're in a great position to take on long-term money. They're not going to be players in free agency. They're going to be tanking. And they're in a great position to do a sign-and-trade and to make the salaries work and to be able to get rid of Gallinari, put him on a contender where he wants to go, and still net back an asset for Gallinari. And that should get you totally excited because it's clear that the dust has not settled yet on this rebuild. I think that we, we can all admit, and it is clear that they're going to rebuild, but we still don't know how much and how many assets they have to rebuild. Because you trade Chris Paul, you sign and trade Gallo, and that gets you even more assets than the just the Shea, the Baisley, the Dort, and the 14 future first-round picks. This is an exciting time to be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan. And we're on the precipice of what is probably going to be their worst season ever. And it's still an exciting time to be a Thunder fan. An exciting time to host a show every day about the Oklahoma City Thunder. Because they have so many ways they can improve this team. They have so many avenues they can take to quickly get back to that title contention. And a sign-in trade with Gallinari is going to help that. Now look, a sign-in trade for Gallinari is not netting you back a building block piece. It's not netting you back a, a, a... high draft pick. It's not netting you back something that will immediately change your future, but it will net you back something that can at least help. That can at least help. At least contribute. And to already feel like you've won the Paul George trade, which you have undoubtedly, the only way the Clippers can feel satisfied is if that core wins a title and that core of PG and Kawhi might not be together whenever this next season starts. So who knows if they're actually going to win a title, no less. To have already won that trade sitting here today, and still you might be able to get assets back for Gallinari from that trade is incredible. Same thing with the Russell Westbrook trade. You have won the Westbrook trade. You've won the Paul George trade. Now it's time to cash in those assets. It's time to tank. It's time to get those great picks. It's time to make those picks pan out and to get back to having a young core and running this back, running this all over again. Do the big three all over again. Do the the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden all over again. Now look, you're not going to draft three straight MVPs again. I feel pretty comfortable saying that. But you have a heck of a safety net with Shea, who I think is a number two player at worst when you want to win a title. I don't know if he can be your best player. I just don't know that. But 
I feel comfortable saying at worst he's going to be your number two player whenever you want to win a title. And that is a huge safety net when you already have that plus 14 future first-round picks. But the Gallinari comments are very interesting because, look, no one has cap space. You're going to have to make a sign-and-trade for him. If a contender wants him, if he wants a contender, you need the sign-and-trade aspect of it, and that only benefits the Thunder. It only benefits the Thunder. So let me know where you think Gallinari fits best. Let me know some fake sign-and-trade ideas that you have for Gallinari, and we'll see where this all comes out in the fold. But this is an exciting time to be a fan of this team and this organization. And there's going to be a ton of losses next year. There's going to be a ton of losses the year after that. But still see the light at the end of this tunnel because this is going to be a fantastic ride and a fantastic journey. And we're going to get to to see them rebuild a championship core for a second time. Now, of course, we didn't get to witness most of that tanking because they got they got Kevin Durant in, in Seattle. Uh, they, they tanked in Seattle to get the Russell Westbrook draft pick whenever Russell Westbrook came over with that 2008 team. And then in 2008, they did lose a lot, and they got James Harden. So we'll get to see it from start to finish now. We'll get to see it from scratch. And I feel really confident and really comfortable with Sam Presti calling the shots. I mean, how could you not? So this will be really fun, and I am interested in what a Gallo signing trade looks like. I think that it's probably a low first-round pick or a flyer prospect more likely. Not both, but one or the other. I'd say most likely it's a flyer prospect. It's somebody's Terrence Ferguson. It's somebody's Kevin Knox, where you look at them and say maybe with a change of scenery, maybe uh, they can pan out. And look, for the Thunder, you might as well take as many shots as you can. That's why I was so excited about a Kevin Knox trade. This team is no longer trying to win. So if this team was trying to win, of course Kevin Knox does not help you do that, but this team is trying to figure out what they have and trying to rebuild, and why not give Kevin Knox a shot? Why not give Dennis Smith Jr. a shot? Why not give insert, you know, flyer prospect here a shot? Would you rather, rather watch them play or some terrible veteran that you know is terrible and has no chance, 0% chance of being a part of your core? Kevin Knox or Dennis Smith Jr., somebody could surprise you, and leap up in front of that core and be a role player for a good team, for a rebuilding team, and for a team that's coming out of a rebuild. So I'm all aboard flyer prospects, and I think that's what you're going to get with Gallo, a flyer prospect and uh, you know matching the salaries. That way he can actually get to a team that needs that, that cap space help. But that's what I have on the Gallo comments. It should make you excited. It should make you uh, interested in the future of this offseason. We will still get to my NBA draft big board, but first I want to tell you about our good friends over at Rock Auto because rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago, you probably couldn't work your email properly. You had dial-up internet. It was a disaster. Every time your phone would ring, the internet would shut off, but you could have been going to rockauto.com and finding all the parts your car would ever need. RockAuto.com is so simple and easy to use. I love their website. It's so easy to navigate because I know nothing about cars. And I love going to RockAuto.com because I don't need to know anything about cars. I can put my make, my model, my year into their database. And they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my car. Because otherwise, I'd be wasting a ton of money not knowing what's going to fit in my car. I would have to be returning parts. And that's a whole mess to go to the post office. You don't want to go out these days. And there's no point to go to a dealership. There's no point to go to a car parts store because all they're going to do is order that part online and then upcharge you for that part. Skip the upcharge. Go to rockauto.com and find all the parts your car will ever need with their amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Tell them Locked On sent you. 
in the How Did You Hear About Us box. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We are back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at L-O Thunderpod. Email the show, L-O-Thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. We're going to continue my NBA draft big board. And if you're just joining us, here's the names we've already covered. So you can go back and listen to every show because this is a daily show about these prospects we've covered. Number one, Anthony Edwards. And then number two, Killian Hayes. Number three, Big O, the center from USC. Then I got LaMelo Ball. I've got Therese Halliburton. I've got Denny. I've got James Wiseman. I've got Terrell Terry. I've got Obi Toppin. I've got Isaiah Kokoro. Those are your top 10. We got Cole Anthony at 11, RJ Hampton, Terrence Maxey yesterday, and Sadiq Bey yesterday at 13 and 14. We move on to 15. And if you listen to yesterday's show, yesterday's show, I told you, I had a hard time figuring out who to put at number 13. I had four names there. So at number 13, I put Therese Maxey. Number 14, I put Sadiq Bey. Number 15, I've struggled with this one. I'm going to go with Aaron Naismith because Aaron Naismith, the wing out of Andy, is interesting here. And I think that he is really going to determine when where he drafts is going to be determined and based on which GMs want to take the chance, right? Because I think that there are safer picks in this draft than Aaron Naismith, but I don't see in this range of, of picks, I don't see in this range of picks, someone with a higher upside than Aaron Naismith. He can shoot the lights out of the gym. He can shoot off the bounce. I like what he can do as a catch-and-shoot guy. And he can shoot the lights out of the gym, not only from college range, not only from NBA range, but he's got that that deep, deep three-point shot. And he's kind of a, a new-age player, right? You see all these new players come into the league and they can shoot from the coach's stripe. They can shoot from half court. They've got the range. And Aaron Naismith has the range on the perimeter shooting. The perimeter shooting here is the big draw because he's comfortable off the dribble. He can take the step back three. He can take the sidestep three. He can get you in the air. Now, I don't know if he can ISO. I, I don't think he can. But again, when you get a guy from Vanderbilt who has had some injury issues last season and there's not a lot of talent around him, it's hard to... It's hard to create for yourself when there's no talent around you and he won't have that issue at the NBA level, right? But his range and his ability to consistently knock down threes and his ability to feel comfortable and, and will, will absolutely shoot in the NBA level, uh, not only will the shots translate, not only will the shots go down at the NBA level, but you will have to respect him immediately. The second he steps on the floor as a rookie, you have to respect that three-point shot. He can space the floor for you so well. And you have to respect him 
from a long distance. Not just at the break of the line. Not just in the corner. Not just at the top of the key. You have to respect him all over the floor. He's one of those kind of shooters. And I like that he can catch and shoot. I like that he's comfortable taking a step back. I like that he's comfortable taking a sidestep. I like that he's comfortable um, not just being in rhythm in the sense of if you pass it to him, there's a closeout guy, he can easily pump fake, regroup, shoot it quickly, and get that shot to go down. I like that a ton. Another guy that hustles a lot, tries hard. That's kind of been a theme for this class. I'm not sure there's ever been a class with more hustle guys than this. Guys that truly put it on the floor each and every night in college. You know, typically, with a lot of these guys that know their first-round pick, they do loaf in college. They, they do kind of take nights off in college. They do kind of forget to do the little things in college. Because it's just an, 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 an end to a means, right? It's just something they have to get through. Something they have to do. Serve your one year in college, do the shamanism thing, and then go to the NBA draft. But Aaron Naismith never did that. He was a big hustle guy, like a lot of these guys are in this draft class. He can shoot the lights out of the gym. The thing is, though, how far can that take him? Because... I think he's a good on-ball defender. I think he's a good basketball player in the sense of his IQ. He's a smart basketball player, which makes him a smart defender. He has great positioning at times. I love that. But his straight-up man-to-man defense is is really bad. It's not where it needs to be, especially not at the NBA level. If you have him isolated in a man-on-man situation, you're going to blow by him nine times out of ten. So that's a big red flag. His straight-up passing and playmaking, I hate it. That's been a theme this, this, this draft of good playmakers. Aaron Naismith is one of the guys that I hate his playmaking. I think he can't do it. I, I just don't see it. He has to be an, off go, an off-ball wing. So he struggles man-to-man, which, which is what you run a lot in the NBA. He struggles man-to-man. He cannot playmake. I'm unsure about a shot creation just for himself. If he's bringing the ball up floor and, and you need him to make his own way and make his own shot... I'm, I'm not sure if he can do that for you. I will say on that one, though, I'm not as firm on that because he had no help at Vanderbilt. No help. And when everyone knows that you're the only option, they're going to surround you. And no matter who drafts him, Aaron Naismith is not going to be the only option on the NBA team. But he's 6'6", 6'10", wingspan, a smart defender that hustles a lot, so he can improve that man-to-man defense easily. He's got the frame, he's got the intelligence, and he's got the motor. Give him the tools now as a coaching staff for this 20-year-old to turn into a good defender. The thing is, though, it's simply his speed. He just gets blown by way too often. Can you improve that speed? Is that something that, that, that you can really achieve no matter how hard he tries? I just don't think so. But he does understand when to rotate defensively. He understands who to close out on. He understands what to do defensively. It's just a matter of, in the man on mind situation, can he keep up with guys? But that three-point shooting is going to get him picked very high. I mean, 52% from three in college. You can't ask for better than that. I mean, he has a limitless range. Limitless. I don't know where you wouldn't feel comfortable putting Naismith on the floor. He's going to be one of those guys that you're going to scroll on Twitter every night and see a play from him that you fall in love with and say, how in the world did Aaron Naismith make that three from there? How is he taking threes from there? He's that kind of shooter. And for that, with this modern NBA system, I have him at 15. And at number 16, I have someone who I think that I'm really low on. I, I think that, that consistently throughout this board, 
I've kind of not broken from the mold of what everyone's kind of thinking. I don't think there's a ton of variety in my draft board. There's some things flip-flopped here and there where maybe I'm higher on Terrell Terry than some people or I kept Cole Anthony pretty high at 11. But for me, my biggest disparity between the the NBA draft nuts, right, the NBA draft herd of media members and, and, and the like, right, the people who really are involved in the draft like I am, my biggest break from the herd and break from the pack is about Devin Vassil, the Florida State wing. I like a lot of what he does, but you have some people with with him in the top five, in the top 10, and I have him all the way down at number 16. Look, he's 6'7", he's 6'10", wingspan. He's only 19 years old, which I really like a lot because there's still a lot of room for him to grow because he did put a lot of good things on tape in college. He really did. But when your best assets, right, is about defense and that's some of the best things that you put on tape in college is, is your defense. And, you know, your frame is not going to allow you to be very versatile. I don't know if I like that in the modern NBA. Look, your, your best asset is your defense, and I don't view Devin Vasile as a versatile defender. I don't view him as someone who can guard as a wing one through four, which is what I, I really want my wings to be able to do. Now, I like that he can catch and shoot threes. I love that. I like his defense. I do. Smart player. High IQ. Rotates. Great, great vocal leader at 19 years old. He was getting Florida State aligned. He was making sure everyone knew the callouts and the switches to make and things like that. I love that from him at 19 years old. I like for a wing, he's able to keep the ball moving. He's not a ball-stopping wing. And how many times have the Thunder drafted a good wing who can play some defense and... They just stop the ball offensively. They just don't know what to do next. He can keep the offense flowing. He's not going to make a play for you. He's not going to to really be that ball handler for you. He's not going to make something happen with it. He's just going to make the right pass. He's going to make the right play. That's, that's valuable. But when your defense is your best asset and you can't be versatile as a wing, I'm just pretty low on that. I'm kind of out on that. I love his motor. I love his hustle. I love his grit. I love his spot-up shooting. But I view Sadiq Bey as a better version of Daniel uh, uh, of Devin Vassell. And again, I'm the only one this low on, on Devin Vassell. I've not seen a lot of people this low on him. So maybe I'm the crazy one, and I would fully accept that. But just from what I've seen, there is a ton of guys who can do the 3 and D thing that I would still put ahead of him. And offensively, he's only going to be a spot-up shooter. He can't. He cannot take advantage of a defender who is right up on him because he cannot blow by you. He just doesn't have that that quick twitch. So, if he's only a spot up shooter and you get to the NBA level and you're going to allow defenders to put as much pressure as they possibly can on you because they know they're not going to get beat with your first step, that's another red flag to me. So to me, Vasil's defense in the sense of his, his lack of versatility and his lack of ability to drive to the basket and to beat defenders off the dribble is a big concern. And we get to see a ton of it uh, in college. I do wonder how I do wonder how his cutting ability is. We didn't get to see him do that a ton in college. But that's another way where I think it limits you whenever you don't have a first a good first step and a good burst that you can't cut to the rim all that effectively. 
if you cannot beat someone off the dribble, if you cannot beat someone to their spot, if you cannot use that first step and beat your defender. And he's shown in college when he did get to the rim, he couldn't finish. He just he just couldn't. Which is surprising for a 6'7 guy with a 6'10 wingspan. I have him way down low. I just do. He is very low to me at number 16. And so we'll continue this NBA draft big board. But first, I want to tell you about good friends over at Built Bar because Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKDOWN, get 20% off that next order. Built Bars have six brand new amazing flavors, Camo Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry Barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. They have their 12 original flavors as well. They're soft and easy to chew with 100% chocolate on the outside. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious guy or girl. Losing or maintaining weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. You're going to get your hands on some Built Bars today. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Locked On. Get 20% off your next order. That is Locked On as your promo code at BuiltBar.com for 20% off your next order. My personal favorite is the banana nut bread. You're going to want to try out these Built Bars because they're great for a pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement. The best protein bar on the market with no bad aftertaste. They truly taste amazing with that chocolate on the outside. So get your hands on them right now at BuiltBar.com. Promo code locked on, 20% off that next order. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And so we're back on the Locked On Thunder podcast on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. So we just got done with the top 16. We're going to move on tomorrow to, I think, three of the most interesting prospects that are in the range for Oklahoma City that can truly make a difference for this rebuild. And one of them has fantastic things to say about your city. So that's all coming up on tomorrow's show. After we complete the big board tomorrow, we're going to get through. I I promise you, we've had this big board going on for a week. We're going to get through tomorrow. We're going to get through 17 through 30 tomorrow. So it's going to be a long show if I have to. We're just going to get this done tomorrow's show. Unless some bizarro breaking news, like a new coach is hired or something like that, uh, gets in the way of that. And then we're going to do a mock draft to continue this draft coverage. And then we will do my personal top five prospects for the Oklahoma City Thunder. And then we'll hopefully have a new coach to talk about as well. So follow me on Twitter. Let me know what you guys want to talk about on Locked on Thunder. That's at Rylan underscore Styles. That's what to look forward to tomorrow. We're also going to have on some special guests to help me with this draft conversation and to preview this offseason as a whole with all of these incredible trades that Oklahoma City could or could not make. So we'll see what the future holds 
for the Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll continue the draft coverage. I've gotten a ton of positive feedback about it, so I'm glad all of you are enjoying the NBA draft coverage. This will not stop. It's one of my favorite things to do in the entire realm of basketball is to talk about the upcoming draft. We're also going to dive into next draft class, which I think is so important for Oklahoma City, as we all agree that they're probably 99% sure going to tank. So that's going to start up here in mid-November. So at least we'll have some basketball to watch as we wait the NBA's return whenever they may return. Do not forget, subscribe to the Locked on Thunder podcast. It's the only podcast that happens every single day about your Oklahoma City Thunder. We'll see you tomorrow. So be good and be good to one another. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.